Welcome to the Emergent Experience Podcast. I'm Monique. And I'm Satoya. We are two close friends that share a passion for self-care, personal growth, and women's empowerment through honest dialogue and shared life experiences. Thank Thank you you for for joining us. us. Hey people, it's Satoya here. I'm just jumping on because I wanted to give you a heads up that for the first three and a half to four minutes, the audio is a little strange, it's a little choppy, Um, but we still wanted to put this episode out because it was a really good conversation for Mo and I. So thank you so much for your understanding and thank you for rocking with us and we really appreciate your, um, we appreciate you guys listening and um, commenting and responding and so on and so forth. So on with the episode. Hey guys. So we decided to talk about, you know, something that I think it's very important. I think everything we talk about is very important, but um, making friends. Uh, making friends as kids, for most of us, it wasn't really that complex. You know, we shared the same classroom. We played with each other at recess. We had matching lunchboxes or the same toys, and we became best friends. And then we had parents who were friends with each other, so we ended up being friends by default, right? And it made it easy for us. So now as adults, I find that we tend to shy away from making new friends why yeah and what's up with this whole new no new friends movement yeah yeah that's a good point how how has making how has it been making friends for you as an adult um i would i'm going to answer that but let me tell you how it was for me making friends as a child because as a kid it was it was hard for me to make a new friend because I was so anxious, so afraid, and so shy, and so mm. sheltered that I really wasn't out there. So I, even if I wanted to be someone's friend, I'd be very scared to say something. Or I was just, I don't know, it was weird. I was a weird kid, I think. I was beautifully unique, but I definitely, I think I was weird. I do think, in a good way. Um, but it was hard. And the only friends I had were friends who I went to church with. And I don't know if I necessarily liked the friends that I went to church with. No <laughs> offense if you were my friends. And I'm not talking about teenage years. Because I think around that teenage years, as I got close to those friends, we became really solid friends. And we still have great relationship now. But I'm talking about when I was much younger. Um, yeah. Like eight, nine, or even younger than that. Um Besides that, I didn't go many places besides church. <laughs> so everything was church, 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 church. Yes. So, oh my gosh. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Went to youth service. Then I had to go to church where my parents had to do prayer meetings or choir rehearsal or men's Bible group study or Bible study or women's night or combined impromptu- choir, impromptu mm-hmm. night or every night was a different something. And I was just there with my life. So. Jesus was my friend, you know? So, Did you guys have a family training hour at your church? <laughs> did they have that? It was like a Friday night church service that was like eternal. <laughs> yeah, but it was Friday nights where we were youth Fridays. That's, That's what it was when I got older. But when I was younger, it was because 
because um, we grew up church of god it was family training hour and basically it was just like church with a couple of games inserted yeah it's kind of the same thing they just called it youth but the family was still working around the adults were still lurking around trying to be down and being nosy so yeah we <laughs> it still had that so fast forward to i guess um the, the end of elementary almost middle school that's when i started really getting friends outside of church um I can say my parents sent me away to Florida. I came back a whole different person. I was talking. I was more engaged, more alert. So I didn't make friends after the fact. Still yeah. was a little weird and awkward. Still still trying to figure out what I wanted in a friend. I, didn't, I don't even think I knew. I just was, was friends. But as an adult, I am... I don't find it hard making friends. I like meeting new people. I like getting to know about someone's past and their history. And it, I don't find it to be difficult. And I find that it's invigorating when I meet a lot of new people. I try to immerse myself in things that I enjoy and, and then I meet people. Yeah. Even if in an elevator, on the internet. I don't care. Wherever. <laughs> if you're interesting, we're going to talk. <laughs> I hate being in an elevator when it's quiet. I hate being in there and we're just like looking at each other, fake smile, tapping our fingers or looking around. No. Hey, how you doing? What are you here for? <laughs> or I'll find a way to find my conversation. Uh, it, it would depend on who's in the elevator with me. That's true. Because <laughs> sometimes like you're in the elevator and somebody just feels real sketchy and you just don't want them to talk to you. <laughs> or at least for me, I don't want them to talk I'll to talk, you. but it'd be so very, very surface. And, they and I'm horrible at small talk. I'm so awkward. <laughs> I'm like, like sometimes I'll get into it and then I'll just stop and be like, hey, can we stop now? Because I really don't like small talk. You know, that's funny. That sounds like something you would do. Mm -hmm. Can totally. we just, can we just like have an actual conversation or just not do this? I'll do the small talk and then I'll engage even more and I'll ask more. And if they don't want to, it's fine. I just hate sitting in an elevator with corny elevator music and it's just sitting there. It's just weird. I'm in a very personal space with a stranger. That's weird not to talk to them. Um, when I was a kid, though, like, I am... Um, I was... I'm, well, I here's the thing. I don't know for sure whether I was actually a talkative kid or it was just... You know how sometimes, like, Caribbean parents... Any amount of talking is too much talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't know if that was true or if it was just the narrative that I ended up believing about myself. You chat too much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like to this day, my mom just thinks I am the most talkative person she has ever met in her entire life. No, it's a Caribbean thing. My mother said that too. <laughs> you, chat, you chat your business too much. You tell people too much of your business. <laughs> but I wasn't really. I wasn't really encouraged to make friends like that at school. You know why? It was like, you don't, you shouldn't have all these friend, 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 friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what are you talking about? Books will not beat the books. <laughs> that was like, what do you mean friend, friend, it. friend, friend? Like, I don't, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is so... So I wasn't encouraged to have a lot of friends and stuff like that. I mean, I, I had friends. But um, there was even one point where 
my friends, and I think it was in high school at this time, maybe middle school, middle school or high school, but a group of my friends were across the street at my other friend's house, and they started calling me Stoop Kid because my mom wouldn't let me get off the stoop. <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> that is not nice. Like, but I was, but I'm, I was naturally a social person, but I just didn't have the space to do it, to do that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would say as an adult now, um, I do have a lot of relationships, um, a lot of like friendships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty social, but I'm, I'm also kind of like intense naturally and so it's hard I feel like it's hard it can be a bit of a challenge to find friendships with people that are okay with the fluctuation of my intensity because I'll either I'll either be like intensely playing or like being like intensely silly Mm -hmm. but then I'll jump from being intensely silly to talking about something that's really serious and then go back to singing a Broadway show yeah, like you and I will have like really intense conversations. I'm like, oh my gosh, your nails look so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're looking at like, we're looking at different like nail things and whatever. And then we'll and go then right back. Back to like the serious thing that happened in America today or something, you know? And that's fine. And that's a good, that's a good thing to have a friend who can go with that flow. Um, yeah. Why do you think it's so hard to accept new people as as adults like why do you think adults and our peers have may have issues and it's not just we're making this up I have friends I have associates I've heard people talk about it you hear it in music like we don't want to deal with new people I don't want to have to be bothered I don't want this like what is that about well here's one thing I was just thinking about is I have I have a few friends that have friends that they've had since like middle school, like elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, And I think part of it too is just me relocating and living somewhere, like living in a completely different state. Mm -hmm. But like, I think sometimes it can be difficult to make friends because the friends that you do make, they already have these grandfathered in friends or Mm -hmm. grandmothered in friends. because you know we are we're equal here, so I want to say grandfather and grandmothered in yeah. <laughs> friends. But like, it, sometimes it feels like it's hard to compete with, you know, because it's like they've known this person basically since they were both in Pampers, and like I've just moved here, and yeah, we're friends, but they have like all these other relationships that sometimes when like I feel insecure they just seem a lot more meaningful mm-hmm. than what I could possibly offer mm-hmm. and then they're like the, pra- the practical things of like people feeling like they've been betrayed in the past mm-hmm. I think so and that's interesting to say about the whole com- competition where this friend's been friend they've been friends for 20 years versus this one only been here for seven and this one for five and but you know and and does that that has a lot to do with the individual if you you, you think about yeah. it it has nothing to do with the actual person like the, the core friend the friend that we're talking about but it has a lot to do with your own individual insecurities like why do you feel insecure about a relationship that this friend has when you guys have your relationship what is it that you what is it 
that you resent or what is it that you long for that you're not getting? Because apparently you're not getting something if you're feeling that way. Yeah. Or you know what, though? I think some of that, too, at least like when I felt that way, um, it felt like it didn't feel like I wasn't getting something. It more so felt like maybe I was lacking something. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking about that. And I think I can recall the situation. And because I wasn't the friend or the family friend who was around the longest, that person was worried went was present over mine even though my intentions were very pure and whole and I kind of felt I felt betrayed and I said well you don't value my friendship or, or my opinion or anything so I don't really I don't need to be around yeah so I can get I can get that feeling but it didn't stop me from not wanting to explore and and, and meeting people it's just it happens and oh well it's your loss anyone yeah. who's like that that person should not be my friend, you know? Um, and you know what, though? I think some of... Going back to, like, the insecurity, like, I think having... Having a bit of a fragmented family mm. makes friendship that much more important. That's true. And it then, like, so much stock goes into friendship relationships because, it, like, French, your friends basically become your family, and like, and this isn't the, like, this isn't the only time that I've moved and then moved into new friendships from being in a different place. Yeah. But I grew up in the Bronx and then moved to White Plains. And when I got there, like, I, I had already noticed that there were all these kind of like formed friendships because there were people that went to daycare together and their parents went to high school together. So mm -hmm. it was like really ingrained relationships that I kind of like almost always felt on the outskirts of. I get that. So I think moving around a lot in and of itself can inhibit um, people making friends. That's true. Um, That's and true. then having poor communication or not having, um, spoken about the expectations or or the expectations that that they have of their friends you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's true. like you believe your friends should be a certain way or do certain things or not do certain things but then you never really tell them you just kind of like Ugh, no friends yeah not doing this. i don't even bother because you you messed up i'm done with you oh i'm over it nah. that's not how it works um I think it was that all that kind of pulls back was back to like poor insight of our own needs and our lack of self-awareness because That's if so you true. know what you want and you know your needs and you are very aware of who you are, how you are and if you know your intent, you know a certain personality and a certain type of people can can handle that type of intensity. So you're not going to run around and try to be be someone's best friend. When you know that everything you say, they're going to take offense to it, or they can't handle it, and you have to change yourself, you're not going to make, you're not going to force that relationship. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we do that. We force this relationship knowing that we clash for whatever the reasons are, 
And then we become so burnt out or tired that we are at that point where we say, no, I can't do it. I'm not messing with this whole thing with new friends. No, you just got to stop forcing things and pay attention to your what works with you. And, and not saying you have to have a certain type of friend. Like, your friends are going to be unique in, in their own individual way. But I think there's a certain core beliefs that you have to have for you guys to be cohesive yeah um another thing i think people are just uncomfortable with change and anxiety anxiety will definitely stop you from meeting anybody or anything or doing yeah anything. like social anxiety mm-hmm. fear of what people think about you mm-hmm. and that is much deeper that i might you might have to do some self-reflection or even you know me go to a therapist and kind of talk about the anxiety why is the anxiety there what fears do you have when you meet someone? And and you got to figure out, like I said, where did that come from? Why is it there? Because it's yeah. most likely you psyching yourself up and stopping yourself from meeting wonderful people and having an amazing life. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I think one, I think another thing that can inhibit adult friendships is the belief that everyone is too busy Oh, yeah. And I'm super guilty of this. Like, sometimes I won't call or text people because I just assume that they're doing something. Or, like, if you see if you see other people on Instagram or you see, like, their pictures on social media and stuff, it's like, oh, well, seems like they're already living their best lives without me. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> Let me love just, them. I know they're super busy, so I'm not going to bother them. It's actually vice versa for me. I... I find it vice versa. It's the opposite. I, I feel that I keep in contact with a lot of people. I try to make my best effort to check in on as much people or important people. I, people I think are important. And it doesn't, it's not reciprocated. I don't see that effort. And for me, I'm just like, why am I the only one checking for people? Keeping that connection, but it doesn't come back. But, um... That was, I think, in the past. Lately, I've kind of scaled down and kind of really folk honed in on some people who I think are pretty cool. And Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's reciprocated well. I've learned to refocus and and kind of keep those kind of keep those people around. Those type of people who value when you check in on them. People who value space and who value a good conversation and, you know, things like that. So, for me... It has gotten better, but in the beginning, it was just like me always out going over and beyond because that's what I would want someone to do for me. Yeah. But then I was spreading myself too thin. Yeah. So why would you, what, what about adult friendships do you think like is even important? Like, why does it even matter? I believe that you learn about yourself through others. Looking at yourself through another person's eye is so important for your own personal growth. Because I Definitely. could run around saying I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And then my friend could call me like, I listened to that podcast and that is not what it is. Let me call- <laughs> Beverly will be the first one. She's like, um, let me remind you what happened that day, okay? Because I think you forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that's important. Even Crystal, she'd be like, um, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Mommy, what are you talking about? You don't remember? So sometimes I need, I need, I believe you need to have those friends who 
are real, who can keep you in check, who can, you know, they they see you in a, like you said, they see, like I said, they see you in a different light than you see yourself. Yeah. And you, you could be so, you could be so sure about yourself. That doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't mean, and I don't know anyone who's 100% sure where you just know I'm this way and this, nah, it doesn't work that way. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I also believe that learning about different people just broadens your horizons and give you a different perspective on life. You can look through your one, your one your one point of view about so many situations. And then when you have friends from different backgrounds who'll give you a different outlook. Yeah. It just changes. Definitely. It's, it's, it's enriching. Yeah, definitely. And like, even though, and you know, I am all about self-awareness. Like, I think that it's really important for us to know ourselves, but I think a part of healthy self-awareness is community mm-hmm. because like, as you were saying, People, like our friendships, our relationships, other people can reflect things back to us that we don't even realize about ourselves. Like, like if something happens or whatever, like somebody cuts me off on the road and I get like mad and I lose my cool, that shows me something about myself in that interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like regardless of whether the person was right or wrong, it's more that like how I respond to other people Mm -hmm. or... Um, things in me that other c- people can see that I can't yet see about myself. Absolutely, and it causes you to kind of it humbles yourself and makes you really sit back and reflect. I think, I think, um, as I could be a, I'm very much of a critical thinker, and sometimes some people take it very harshly. So I think I've learned through interactions, to arguments with certain friends, and just life and I think within my field I've learned to soften the delivery but still be very on point of what I mean and what I say but yeah. I've learned to soften the delivery and that can only happen by the constant interaction I have with people yeah yes oh my gosh I think I've I probably just learned that lesson in the last year <laughs> like like I because I always want to say what is the most true for mm-hmm. me and sometimes the most true isn't necessarily the most productive. Yes. And so I've been trying to kind of take a step further and say, okay, yes, this is true. How can I communicate this in a way that is productive and can hopefully facilitate exactly. um, relationship? Because that's the goal. And sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes like if you have to say something hard to someone, it doesn't, it may not matter how much sugar you put with it. Yeah. Or attempt to put with it. Like sometimes things are just hard and that's just part of the situation. But like, but as you were saying, like that's, that's a lesson that I just It's hard, but it's a, it's a good lesson. And I've, and I've been practicing a lot in life with my family, um, my patients always. But like you said, certain things you just have to deliver as it, it, as it is. And it's kind of, sometimes has to be a little harsh um i think it also broadens our opportunities and um you never know who knows who and what and what saying hello to the stranger in the elevator can lead to or um how you guys can 
affect each other for the day or in the future. You just, you never know. So I think that's also why it's important to have friends and to see how they are doing and not that's the truth that's the truth though because like i'm not saying that people should make friends with people to get ahead i think that if if people are doing mutually beneficial meaningful work then that's something that can be done collaboratively with people that you already know love and respect absolutely I think in general, there's there 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 are amazing, kick ass people out there, with energy that is electrifying, or as calming as the sea. Like I feel, I've met some very calm, people who just make me feel at ease. They're just very easy to engage and really just really positive. And I have someone who has some crazy energy that I'm like, whoa, you are <laughs> really electrocuting me right now. But I like it. But not too much of it. But I like you. You're different. I want to keep your number. You're, You're keep different. Mine. Because when I need that bolt, I know I can call you. You know what I'm saying? Or we go out. I know you're all. You're there. So it's just good to have that. Um, I think it's important that we talk about how we make friends as adults. New friends. So... I think we, we boiled it down to five ways and we may add more. We'll see how it feels. But it's important to have some five easy ways because sometimes I think we just think too hard. We think too hard and it's not that serious. Sometimes we just need five steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First one, join groups. You know, clubs, social events of a particular interest. I know... Um, I know sometimes you have friends, you have the friends that you grew up with, you love them, but they have no interest in anything that you do, such as hiking. Or, you know, you're this mom now, you're like Mary Poppins, you know, baking and cooking and all that good stuff, and your friends are looking at you like, chick, you ain't chilling with us no more? Like, you ain't got, you ain't down? No, I'll see you guys in a month. I'm tired. I have to do other things, or it's just not your thing anymore. That's when you start to look for groups. You're a mom, look for some mommy groups, meetups, or... You love exhilarating things. You like to bungee jump. I'm sure you can go on meetup.com or some kind of place where you can, a group where you can find people with those interests because that's where you find those friends. And you you know what's interesting? When you find these groups of interests, you start to realize you guys have some similar journeys on how you are the way you are based on probably your past, your history, your trauma, or whatever the case may be. That is the best way. I'm big on that. Like, I didn't join um, International Sustainable Awareness. I joined Mocha Moms. I joined Nursing Association, Transcultural Nurse Society. Like, you name it. I love it. I'm joining it. NWACP. Uh, do I need to name a list of them? Yes, I have pro- I have much more. But just I love that you mentioned those, though, because I think a lot of times people feel like they have to go to church in order to meet new people or in order to make friends no which i mean it can be a place to make friends mm-hmm. however there are people that don't go to church that still can benefit from having relationships with people you know yeah and so it shouldn't i, I don't think it should be just um and I, encapsulated and, to and that i ain't one. down in church folks i ain't down it but i feel like once you went to one church you know more because I have so many friends or a, a, a network of social people that Satoya knows or been friends with. And it's just like 
church, we all know each other. Once you live in New York and you all went to church and you went to some kind of convention or you went, like, we just know each other. So, not saying I'll never, ever stop getting to know them, but I want to expand my horizons and see other things. I think I'm at the point now where I'm looking for a different type of group because of the point in my life where I'm transitioning from kind of in that gray area and not knowing where I was and finishing school, but now I'm done with school. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly where I want to be, and I would love to be surrounded by these type of women. And I said, you know, I'm probably going to find some men as well because i always been excluding myself. It was always about women empowerment, which I love, but I don't want to exclude everyone out, but I want people who are very much on that that wavelength that I am. So yeah. now I'm looking for that next level or, or group of people, and I believe it's literally coming. I've been networking and meeting, it's coming. So it, it only gets better when your mind... Like, I think you surround yourself around like-minded people you are going to meet some amazing and fabulous people. Um, Yeah. Another one would be to just start a conversation with someone. Yeah, that awkward conversation (laughs) in the elevator. Like it's... (laughs) (laughs) And if an elevator is too close for comfort, like go to... Like if you like going to bookstores, go to the section that like a subject that you like and whoever's there, strike up a conversation with them. And for those who are don't know how to start, hey, what you looking for? Or, hmm, I think I read the book. If it is actually a book you read, I read that book. It's amazing. Like, right. simple things like that can open up. Open up <laughs> doors. And don't look like a creep. Don't look all nervous and weird. Because then, I'm, if it was me, I'd probably look at you like something's wrong. And I don't know if you need <laughs> right. vacation. Just be, be friendly. <laughs> yourself right um did i ever tell you about the time that i went to dinner with a stranger yes you did (laughs) that was amazing it was based off of a conversation like you seem real cool let's go to dinner and it's a public place so like i'm trying you know not not much could happen (laughs) i don't know if i've done that I'm thinking real hard. That's why I'm so quiet. I don't know if I've done that, but I have had lunch, dinner more than once. So we're moving on, I think, dinner number three through someone who I met in a group of women who I knew either through we worked at the same place or whatever the place is. And there was one young lady and she was finishing her doctor degree. She actually, she was finishing up. I was still in there. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a coincidence. You know, we both went to, we both lived in, you know, in Mount Vernon or whatever the case would be. Went to Pennington, blah, blah, blah. I'm putting my business out there. So, um, I kept her number because I thought she was just really interesting. I was like, she had a funky shortcut. She had colorful nails. She wasn't boring. I have a thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is with boring. When you look too boring, I don't know what that is. But I'd be like, oh, you gave in. You gave in to society. Here you go, looking like me. So when I see something a little different, it kind of it attracts me. So having dinner with her is amazing. We we we, we like talk about work, life, everything, and it's very positive. Always uplifting whenever we see each other. So things like that. Whenever you have good energy, you keep it around. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be deep right away. And it may never be deep. It might just be that you guys have great 
dinners. <laughs> right. And whenever you want to get away from your life, you guys can meet and get away from everything and just talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And as a as a continuation of step two, step three is just go and have coffee or go and have tea or random dinner with strangers like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but the reason why I think we would say coffee first is, I mean, let's be real. We don't get along with every single person we meet, right? Mm-hmm. And so a cup of coffee only takes so long to drink. Yes. So if you find that you and the person that you are hanging out with you're just not compatible, get your coffee in a to-go cup and be like, ooh, girl, look at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Just like, ooh, the time is gone. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to go to my kids. It's getting late. <laughs> or, you know what? I have to go pick my mom up. Whatever. It's tea. And that's it's another coffee. thing, too. You can schedule something. You can schedule something, like, to limit your time. So that way, if you're not too sure how that relationship is going to pan out or how that coffee is going to pan out, you have an easy out because you have something to do. And then if you find that you are compatible and that's a relationship that you want to continue to build on, then upgrade from coffee to lunch. Mm -hmm. Or you can cancel your quote unquote plans and then hang out longer. Or go for a walk. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, Oh, another good tip. If you have really bad anxiety and it's you're just not gonna start a random conversation with someone, um, which it might be something you want to practice, but if you can't yet get to know people within the circle that you ought to find yourself in, which I talked about, like I was went out to eat and it was easy to talk because you know those are the same people you see every time you have a right. certain function or you're with a group of friends and they meet and there's always those same people. Then to practice with them so at least you know you don't have to go out on the limb it's not a complete complete stranger most likely someone knows someone you know right or if you go to if you go to a social event with people that you already know take a step to meet someone there that you don't know within the comfort of familiar faces mm-hmm. and also social media do your social media networks you know you have your social media friend that you guys always talk back and forth Take it a step further, girl. Meet it and meet them in person. Hey, right. you know what? You I know you live in New York. You're about blah blah blah. You live in New Jersey. You're about this amount, you know, miles away. Let's meet up. Let's meet up halfway. Let's yeah. Meet, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you feel like you're in a place where you moved away and you just can't find those people, maybe you should just start your own social meetup. I think that's a great idea. And I'm actually thinking about doing that for myself since I moved over here. Makes sense, right? Find what you're looking for and create it. Be the change. Yeah, that's good. So, so with that, friends, that's the wrap. If you have any questions or comments, any topics you'd love for us to talk about, you can send us an email at hello at theemergentexperience.com. You can also find us on Facebook at the emergent experience and um we will leave you with our quote for this episode and it's from hanya yanagihara friendship is the most underrated relationship in our lives 
It remains the one relation not bound by law, blood, or money, but an unspoken agreement of love. Till next time. Bye. Bye.